Yesterday, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, not only apologized for the mistake he made uh, missing the first ever Truth and Reconciliation Day, uh, but he did it in front of the specifics of announcement that he was making uh, with Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland. They announced that as of October 30th, all passengers over the age of 12 departing from Canadian airports will have to be fully vaccinated in order to travel. The mandate applies to rail passengers on Via Rail and Rocky Mountaineer trains, as well as marine passengers on non-essential passenger vessels, such as cruise ships. I wanted to reach out to the folks that uh, are in charge of uh, flying across this uh, great nation and beyond. Uh, so what we did is we thought we'd reach out to the CEO and president of the National Airlines Council of Canada to see how things are going with their members in reaction to the news yesterday announced by the prime minister. President of the show, uh, it's not the president of the show. Uh, that's Rob Trevizan. The uh, president of uh, and CEO of the National Airlines Council of Canada joins the show right now. His name is Mike McNaney. Mike, it's good to have you on. Thank you for having me. And I think president of your show would be a better job. Yeah, well, listen, I wouldn't mind it. It would be an easy job, that's for sure. You've listened to, uh, to a couple of minutes of the show, right? Yes. It doesn't take much. Who do you represent, Mike, just off the hop? Certainly. So our members are the, the national, uh, the largest uh, Canadian carriers. So Air Canada, Air Transat, WestJet and Jazz. And that uh, pre-pandemic, that was about 90% of domestic capacity and about 60% of uh, Canadian inbound and outbound international. So I'm sure you've been fielding some calls after the announcement was made yesterday. What do you and your members think of the vaccine mandate? Well, we, we support the policy. We supported it when it was first announced just prior to the election on August 13. We have a very tight time frame here, obviously, to implement it. What we are waiting for, though, are, are the actual details. Yesterday had some general details that, that is good information for the public. But as operators, we need the, the, the proposed regulations, the guidance material, because it's not just the devil that lurks in those details, but success or failure of implementing a program as wide as this lurks in those details. So we're awaiting that uh, with the government, we're hoping to get that very soon. And uh, we'll be pressing them on, on a few things related to implementation, uh, including the fact that we don't believe carriers or operators should be solely responsible for uh, proof of, of vaccination and verification. We do think there's a role here for uh, federal agencies at the airport. And what do you think that role would look like in your mind? Well, we'd like to see, for example, uh, CATSA could play a role here in the verification of, of, uh, of uh, vaccination uh, information from passengers. What for we those also... of us that don't know the lingo, what does CATSA stand oh, for? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, so when, when you go through pre-board screening, so the, the security checkpoint that you go through at the airport before you're able to get uh, security side and gate side at the airport. Uh, so the Canadian Aviation Transportation Safety Agency. Okay. Uh, so we, we, we think there's a, a role for them uh, in this as well. And and overall, what we certainly need, and the Prime Minister did mention it yesterday, but not with details on timing, what we absolutely need is a, is a digitized electronic proof of vaccination, uh, consistent proof of vaccination for, inter for uh, domestic travel. Uh, we do not have that now, and we do not know a time frame in which uh, that will be available. So what does it look like right now um, when... Uh, your uh, members are checking for vaccine status. How does that work? So right now, the the requirement to demonstrate your proof of vaccination has only applied to inbound international. And a passenger would go online and they would upload their vaccination information. Uh, so their name, their date of birth, uh, the 
uh, vaccinations they received and the date of those vaccinations. They would upload that information on the Arrive Can app, which is a federal government app. And then that information would be presented to the carrier at the foreign airport, which the passenger is going to be departing uh, inbound to Canada. What we had from yesterday's announcement is that the requirement for being fully vaccinated will apply now to all domestic travel, mm -hmm. as well as outbound international travel from Canada. So we've expanded now, the government has expanded considerably what the scope of the program will be. And that gets us back then to the point I was just making about the need to have a consistent and, and digital and electronic proof of vaccination. We have, of course, different provinces have their own different approaches to this. We need a standardized approach uh, across the country, and we need to, to make it in a digital format, because ultimately, we're going to have to try and make this as seamless a process as possible for consumers in order for the, 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 the process to work uh, effectively. Right. I mean, we know that all flights, its it all comes down to timing. Everything's timed. So it's important to keep things uh, moving as quickly as possible. Is that is that the main concern or is there a concern about uh, possible aggression uh, that's that we've heard of, at least in the States, with with people being upset about their vaccine passports and being asked for them? Well, you're, 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 it's a good question. You're always concerned about the latter. And certainly we hope that people will understand that our path to getting back to a level of normality, however you wish to define that, is going to have to go through measures such as this. So yesterday's announcement, the ongoing requirements that we've had prior to yesterday for people to wear masks, for example, on board throughout the duration of the flight uh, as they're going through the airport, etc. We need those measures if we're going to build a level of, of sustainable confidence in consumers so that we can not just initiate a recovery of, of aviation in the travel and tourism sector, but of the broader overall economy. So um, we're certainly hopeful that people recognize those realities. In terms of in, in terms of overall recovering, in terms of other aspects that we that we are looking for, what we also hope we will be able to do, and this would speak to consumer confidence as well, and the ease of travel, is when we move forward now with a full vaccination mandate for both employees and passengers, we need to look at those measures that were put in effect before we had vaccinations and before we had vac uh, mandatory vaccinations. So the, the pre-departure testing that is required now, we, we should be looking to remove that since everyone will be vaccinated, both employees and passengers. And we should be looking at uh, changing the, the uh, travel advisories as well to reflect the new realities that were announced yesterday. So we will have all these points and make all these points to the government. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll be able to get movement. Why is it that you think the government, what's been holding them up? Because I'm sure you've been in conversation with uh, different people in, within the government to talk about these uh, possibility of a standardized vaccine passport. Since vaccines were actually announced that they were uh, being developed, I think we've been thinking about getting a standardized passport happening. What are they saying about the holdup and, and why is it taking so long to get their act together here? Well, <laughs> how much time you got? Um, in, in terms of... The, the, the Canadian example, we have, of course, our, our constitution and the division of responsibilities between provinces and, and the federal government, provinces and territories in the federal government. So the vaccination data information does not uh, is not deposited with the federal government. It rests with provinces. So there has been the, the glory that is our constitution that in Canada we have to work through. And we fully understand in the industry, yes, that 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 is an issue. Uh, we do look quite enviously upon other jurisdictions, uh, such as the EU, which also have separation and in, in, in individual states with their own responsibilities, etc. They have managed to move forward uh, in terms of a, a common platform and a common electronic approach to capturing that information. So we certainly think it is absolutely doable. 
Uh, in terms of why it has taken this long, uh, you'd have to, I think, get into a more detailed conversation with government representatives. But from our perspective, uh, we need this. Uh, yesterday's announcement makes it even more critical. We need it in terms of international as well. So hopefully now we'll get uh, greater impetus behind the, the provinces, the territories and the federal government to make it happen. I understand that uh, they, they will allow people a transition period uh, in the process of getting vaccinated to show a negative uh, COVID-19 molecular test within 72 hours of travel, but that that will end on the 30th. So for your sake and everybody that has to work at the airports and people that are traveling that are trying to, you know, get through uh, just, uh, you know, checking in and then getting through security, I think every it's imperative that everybody uh to, to everyone that we get these standardized passports as soon as possible you were talking about hoping the government will lift those blanket travel advisories what are the odds of that have you been in discussion about that uh since uh you know over the past couple of weeks or months well it, it, interesting question and and throughout the course of the pandemic i i've stopped trying to uh to, to predict the odds, what, what the odds might be on, on any policy measure, because even when you think everything is lining up the way it should, uh, something comes out of nowhere that, that changes the, the dynamic and the conversation. Uh, so no read on that at this point, but uh, certainly from our perspective, uh, as, as, as you're asking consumers now that, all right, we need to engage in full vaccination and, and demonstrate that full vaccination. There has to be other elements that are also put forward from a policy perspective that continue to encourage people, A, to travel and B, to get get vaccinated and addressing the, the, the blanket travel bans and, and addressing the requirement for PCR tests 72 hours out before your international uh, flight back to Canada. Those are things that we hear from consumers regularly are our deterrence and our problems and cause uh, angst and worry when you are abroad. So we, we need to get uh, movement on that. And uh, it's through programs like this and engaging with the media and trying to get that message out as much as possible that we, we hope to uh, garner more support for that in, in our conversations with the government. I think uh, there's a big appetite to start traveling, especially with the winter approaching and the colder weather. Does the survival and health of airlines depend on the government lifting those uh, blanket travel advisories, in your opinion? Well, what certainly, what certainly this is all dependent upon and, and what it will directly impact, and yesterday's announcement directly impact, is our ability to actually truly recover. We, we've had, aviation has been basically stuck at stage zero in the recovery continuum since the pandemic began. The, the, the Most of the restrictions that were just recently lifted had started uh, on March 2020 and had been unchanged for uh, 15, 16 months. So our ability overall to start bringing capacity back online and bringing the tens of thousands of employees back to work, it is going to be the totality of all these measures put together that enable us to do that. And, and that is why it is so critical, going back to our, our comments a few moments ago, that is why it is so critical that we get that digitized electronic proof of vaccination and an understanding and acceptance that other policy measures put in place prior to the full pandemic prior to the full vaccination mandate, need to be adjusted. I want to thank you for your time today, Mike. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, and you can be present of the show any day of the week if you like. <laughs> thank you for having me. Mike McNaney is uh, president and CEO of the National Airlines Council of Canada. It's a little joke heading back to if you didn't hear the beginning of the interview when I um, <clears throat> mistakenly said he was president of the Kelly Cotrera show.